Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to the You Should Run podcast. I'm your host, Tony Heil, council member in Bridgeport, Pennsylvania. And if you've listened to the podcast over the past couple years now, uh, you know that I've talked with people from every single state plus Washington, D.C., um, about their experiences running for office, being in office, um, what people should know about the challenges and, and opportunities of being involved in the political process. But of course, my love is Pennsylvania. That's where I'm from. And I live here in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. Um, no offense to where I grew up in Allegheny County or to my friends anywhere else, but I'm here from Montco. I'm proud of Montgomery County. And there's so many cool people. Um, and I think that they are, there are so many people here in our county that are an example of who should run everywhere, including my guest today. We're going to be friends now. We are Facebook friends now, but we're going to be best of friends hopefully in the future because that's what her Facebook profile says. She wants to be real life friends. Um, her name is Susie Ratzavong. She is running for office in Springfield, Pennsylvania, one of the Springfields because we have more than one. And uh, she is in here in Montgomery County, and she's going to explain a little bit about why she's a new candidate this year, and maybe you'll be interested in becoming a candidate wherever you live as well. So, Susie, thanks for uh, talking today. Hey, Tony. Thanks so much for having me. I, uh, an honor to be among your uh, large uh, number of guests. <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, you know, I always want to come back home, as you would say, and get back to some of the things around here where I understand a little bit more. But I know Bridgeport really well. I know Montgomery County a little really well. But before we start, tell us a little bit about Springfield. Sure. Springfield Township is actually a first ring suburb of Philadelphia. Uh, really where I am. I'm right adjacent to the Chestnut Hill neighborhood of Philadelphia, and we're about 20,000 residents, and here in my ward, about 1,000 households uh, where where I'll be uh, running for office. And it is just a great town, you know. We've been here since 2014. I'm not originally from Pennsylvania, not originally from this area, Mm -hmm. and we bought uh, by doing that and just being here and really enjoying and appreciating uh, a very progressive attitude, a very a welcoming attitude, a very friendly, helpful, neighborly place. So that is Springfield Township. It has uh, four towns within it. So that's one thing I had to get used to over here is learning exactly where I live. Yeah. <laughs> The town within the township within the, within the county and uh, yeah, so Springfield is a really wonderful place. It's where we're going to be raising our two little boys. Well, well, as I'm a father of a five and a seven year old, I, I know yours are a little bit younger. I think but so they they're not going to be little for long. <laughs> sadly, sadly, my little guy just turned one, and the other one is just turning three, and. Um, for whatever reason, every time I look at them, I think, what is time? You know, mm-hmm. I, not that I don't know what time is. It's a rhetorical question for sure, but I'm always asking it. <laughs> well, and so speaking of time, um, Springfield and Montgomery County in general, you've only lived here for so many years, so have I, but uh, 20 or 30 years ago, it was the only county that went Republican when Bob Casey Sr. ran for governor. And now it is, as you know, it's like the, the county um, that really sealed the deal for Joe Biden to win in 2020. Um, you're newer to the process. Have you talked with people from the area, from the county? You know, you talked, we, we're friends with Noah, from, who is a prothonotary here. Um, 
And are you surprised when you hear about like the transformation that's occurred here? I am and I'm not. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably been par for the course for a lot of suburban communities and uh, the reasons for accelerating them. I, you know, full disclosure, I studied politics in college. I went to law school. So while I'm new to this general process, I follow politics as a geek, I guess, if you will. So I'm not, but, but I will say I, I, what does surprise me is how quickly it's changed and how dramatically it's changed. Um, from what I've talked to with with other residents. For example, uh, I guess not long ago, uh, there were a fair amount of Republicans on the uh, commission, and now it's all Democratic. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's very unusual and interesting, Uh, and I I think that's what's surprising to me. But maybe the general trend, uh, maybe maybe that uh, is not so surprising. It seems par for the course across the country, in my opinion. <laughs> and, and so maybe that change is not so much that the suburbs have changed, but that the parties and especially like the Republican Party and what they represent um, is not as welcoming as it was when places like our towns were more Republican. I, I think that that's probably accurate. Uh, but, but the fact that that is the case, if just look at it as a microcosm, I think that's fascinating that, that right here it's a, it's a, homogenous in thought at the moment mm-hmm. theoretically <laughs> theoretically so but you, you you um like you said you you follow politics and law you have your own background but have you always been really interested in government was there something in general that said that that made you interested in the political process other than just you know you had to take a class <laughs> you know I, mean, I think the answer to that is yes i think uh, and I don't know of what generation you are, but I will say in my generation and the time that I grew up, I was always one of those students that people would say, you know, you should run run for something. You mm-hmm. should be in the positions. And I don't say that uh, to you know, toot my own horn. I that. I say that because I think there's certain personalities um, that people say that to. Mm-hmm. And I, when when I was growing up, where it was, hey, follow your passion and, and figure out what that thing is. And, and when you're that young, you just think, okay, well, uh, leadership, government, politics, that must be where I belong, right? <laughs> that must be, if everyone's telling me to do that and this is what I study, that must be it. Though, also, it's important. I mean, I think um, my father always impressed upon me that history is important, politics is important. Um Though he, he, you know, I, I come from a refugee immigrant family, and he himself uh, is still works, still works in Tool and Die mm-hmm. out in Ohio, and um, so he doesn't work in politics or anything like that. But he always impressed that upon me. So, so I think all that led for me to focus on people and politics as an extension of that, and how we can sort of build greater. A greater society overall and so maybe personality maybe peer pressure all of that led me to to really appreciate government and politics and i feel you, you said you have your, your family has a refugee background yes yeah, so my family is Laos. so my mm-hmm. parents came here in the 80s and i was born shortly thereafter uh, and in fact my grandparents were resettled in akron ohio first and my parents uh, made their way to ohio people uh growing up and 
all throughout my life, people always say, well, why Akron, Ohio? How'd you guys find yourself in Ohio? That sort of thing. And it's interesting from my perspective, knowing about these various um, communities and areas of the country where uh, a lot of resettlement happened in one of those places is Northeast Ohio, large mm -hmm. refugee. Um, yeah, so we're loud. I come from a fairly loud community in, in Akron, Ohio. And I think it's interesting, you know, I, we all have our own diverse backgrounds in some way. My family, you, you wouldn't know from a very German name like Heil, but my mom's family's Lebanese, um, has an interesting story. Uh, but I feel like when you have a, a, a refugee type background or something like that, especially when people say, oh, from Ohio, your life almost becomes political. It, it seems like that's such an issue that shouldn't be politicized. And yet, even today, um, it's such a political just way of being, even if it's not what you want. To, you, like, obviously, it, you know, you know what I'm coming across. Is that? No, I totally agree and understand. And, and maybe that's why it all, uh, again, a little bit of personality, a little bit of just people talking to you when you grow up uh, and as to what the direction of your life should be. But you're right, coming from a refugee or that type of mentality or, or, or even awareness, maybe is a better word, mm -hmm. just the of that and how interconnected you might be to the world, um, that by itself would lend you to kind of have a greater appreciation for governance in mm -hmm. general because literally people's choices in government has affected the course of not just my life but our, our generations, right? My grandparents, my parents, my own life, and, and my kids' life. Uh, and it's all affected by the decisions that people make and that um, there is there is more of awareness of that I can if you don't mind I'll tell you a funny story I've never shared this story in a public setting but I, I think uh, you'll appreciate this um, and it's a little bit late but I someone asked me once how did you know um, or come to appreciate government politics much like you asked now and when did it occur to you in a casual conversation I immediately said eight years old she said, what? How would you know that? And I specifically remember this, sitting in my room, talking with my dad, and this is a different perspective, uh, when you're younger, but at the time, you know, he was just sailing on, I don't know, as dads do, but I specifically remember this pressure. And the words he said was, doesn't matter, you know, I don't care what you do in life, as long as you make history. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, in the moment, in the, in at the time when you're eight, you sit there and there's a lot of pressure on you I'm in my bed. I'm like, oh my God, big history. What are we going to do? <laughs> That's a lot of pressure, Dad. Um, and now I look back on that and I, I laugh a little bit because it's been a running joke among some of my friends who know the story uh, for many years that, you know, hey, it doesn't matter what you do, just make history. <laughs> well, well, now you are. You're, you're make, I mean, every bit of government is history in its own way. We've, we've made history locally and and now you're you're running for office. Um, you're you're not doing this to to uh, change the course of history necessarily, though, right? No, no, not at all. But you know, now that I'm here, uh, not ever expecting to be in this place that I am now. Mm -hmm. I tap on that story a lot, and I think you know that that was probably more of what he meant was just to be involved and engaged mm -hmm. and be interested. That sort of thing. It's funny when you when you think about you know dad speak when you're young. <laughs> yeah. And dad speak, but immigrant dad speak, if you will. Uh, sort of this this nature that you 
really have to scrap your way to, to make way for yourself. Um, I think with the, gravi the gravity of his expression at, at the time, and that we laugh about now, but if, I, if I'm looking at it with some levity now, mm -hmm. and awareness and, and now, I think, well, you know what, this, this is really what he meant. Just be engaged, be interested, um, help where you can, that sort of thing, which is, which is exactly what you're what you're talking about and what you're doing, which is encouraging people to get out there and quote unquote do something. Well, you're doing something by running this year, um, and this is your first time as a candidate. So, I'm uh, hoping that more people will run for office in the future. What did you do to prepare to become a candidate for office? Uh, you know, I will say uh, I'm not sure. I'm so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still figuring that out so I, I went back and uh, I was real nervous about coming to talk to you because I, I, I saw some of the other podcasts and things and thought oh gosh everyone seems so prepared and here I am I came to this conclusion at the end of last year maybe I, I sort of touched base with a few folks mm -hmm. uh, this is you know 2021 so end of 2020 after the uh, election I started talking around with some people and I said you know what to do this. It was, I just remember giving myself a loose deadline, January 1. Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to go ahead and do this. And then from the period of January 1 until the time I submitted my petitions, I just kind of sat around think, uh, talking to my husband and talking to my friends and telling people, yeah, I'm going to do this. But then I thought, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the short answer is I'm not sure what I'm doing, except that I, I did dive in and try to learn about what um, all, all the laws that would be affecting me and uh, all the laws that affect the community. Uh, went ahead and talked to the current commissioners to sort of see what their perspective on the job was, because I think that's that's interesting. Everyone has a different take on their roles, their responsibilities, um, beyond, beyond whatever the legal roles and responsibilities are. I think people have different opinions on how, how deeply you get involved. Um, on what issues you're responsible for, so on and so forth. And no different, I think, than leadership uh, conversations are, not just in politics and business, all, all across the board. People have different perspectives. So so that's what I've actually been spending my time doing, is just learning people's perspectives, especially people who have been here for a long time. What what do they expect? Nothing bolts, what do you expect? Mm -hmm. You know, well, What do you expect to hear from, um, from your commissioner? When do you expect to hear from your commissioner? Hey, uh, Commissioner, how often do you engage with constituents? Those sorts of nuts and bolts uh, questions, as well as just the sentiment of the community and what they're interested in. So really just talking to people. That's, that's what I've been doing to prepare. And, you know, I um, you, like you said, I've done this podcast for a while now. And in 20, people who ran in 2017 and 18, it seemed like a lot of uh, Democrats or progressives ran in, in reaction to Donald Trump. Um, and then um, before a lot of other people, Republicans ran in opposition or reaction to Barack Obama um, or people run locally in reaction to like a bus stop being put in near their house. that was frustrating to them or like something similar. But, but maybe we're going to have more people like yourself, if I'm getting this right, that are not running as a reaction, but are running more uh, in a positive way than just in a reaction to something. I think there's a little bit of both in me, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I, after the 2020 election, um, you know, my politics not being shy here, I'm definitely endorsed and, and what have you, but uh, 
You know, I looked at the statistics and I kind of expected a, a more overwhelming response. Yeah. And it wasn't, right? And it, there there was clearly uh, still a middle ground that everyone was, was trying to figure out. And that really was a, a catalyst for me to, to look at it more seriously uh, on top of some other just... Uh, things that paved the way the the person who's in my uh, the seat that I'm running for happens to be retiring the the 2020 election happened in which it, it was sort of a womp womp response to to this very catalytic individual president trump um so that was definitely a catalyst for me and then like i said with someone stepping down the, the stars almost aligned if you will uh, on top of me being primed to to engage and do something um, rather than just sit around and read news articles and be upset about it mm-hmm. <laughs> so a little little bit of both but but what really gave me the push was talking to my friends in the community who said you know what why not you and and you would bring something different and we do have a lot of positive things to say sort of sort of encouragement which you take with a great assault because your friends are always going to give you the best <laughs> view of yourself and it's so sweet um but it, but it was true and so a little bit of both where something happened they're here the the very mediocre nature of the response of the 2020 election uh but also the stars aligning and me having the interest uh in getting into government you know it reminds me um in 2010, yeah, after um, Barack Obama had won a huge election, like an overwhelming vote uh, for president in 2008, it seemed like a lot of Democrats maybe got complacent and thought, yeah, we're going to win, or we don't need to, um, someone else will run. I don't, like, anyone can win this election. And then they, they found out that's not true. Uh, so maybe having a close election will help motivate people like yourself who realize, hey, we can't take anything for granted. I think that's true. I think it's a little bit distinguishable from that because of how divisive it's mm-hmm. been for the four years and, and how divisive this character was. And you, you think that someone so uh, ex- uh, seemingly, I guess, extreme from my perspective, and I, I, don't, I know that's not everyone's, seemingly so extreme would, would, would just generate a, a bigger response and that it didn't is concerning not mm-hmm. so much politics but as much as uh, the fact that the people voting are our neighbors and our friends you know you there's a sensibility i think of people going about and being unsure about who their neighbors are and how they feel because because of this um the result of the last election the concern that there's a 50 50 chance that uh this is acceptable and, and, you know, whatever this is, which may not be acceptable to you, you know, and that, that I think is, is palpable and, and not necessarily reflective of what our communities really look like, which are helpful, friendly, interested, neighborly. I mean, I think truly people want to be all those things, uh, but for whatever reason, it's not being reflected all the way up the chain, but as uh, someone who follow politics, I'm sure you know, and and, and I do too, that uh, it's always been the case. Many For many years, people forget that few people actually turn out for elections in the past, and some of the movement that we've had uh, means that more people are paying attention, which is actually generally a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, sadly, 
for me, in my opinion, uh, I see what happened as um, insufficient action, I, sh I should say, insufficient um, attention and response to, to some of the drama that's happened in the past couple of years. Yeah, and I'll be honest, it's sometimes for me, it's sometimes hard to look past that with certain people who are really actually great neighbors, or I'd rather that person live next to me than someone else because they're neighborly and helpful. But then I look and maybe they're supporting something I find really bad. Like we have these this big clash of values or something I feel is bad. And you, you want to not think that way about people. You want to just kind of squash it, but also, you know, it's there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that's right on the nose for every conversation that I've had with every person that I've encountered who has any inkling, not even not even people who are politically interested, just neighbors who are really concerned about having these conversations, being unsure about how they be themselves, how without being um, uh, mocked or ridiculed by their neighbors, friends, family members. You know, I think that's that's definitely important. Uh, important to the, the the what's the word I'm looking for the community's zeitgeist I guess that that's what that's what's happening right now and um it's it's unfortunate because like you I I feel the same way but looking at it in a different way looking at it from a place of leadership or bringing people together I think you know maybe this is the opportunity to have conversations with people and, and pull them put them mm -hmm. put them together and this is the opportunity that we have to just really dive into each other's, um, you know, fears and concerns and really realize that a lot of them are common. And instead of looking at it from a place of values, right and wrong, maybe we look at it from a place of problem solving uh, while considering humanity. I know it being somewhat vague, but uh, all these conversations have come up for me, even among people who in their past life have not been politically interested. Well, you and I share the same language of local government. So what you're saying, I get. Um, but local government, you're able to do a lot of things. And from talking to people, and now you're making the commitment to run. Um, are there any things that you really want to focus on trying to do on a local level that, that you have as your own goals, whether it's accomplishing something or or just focusing on it as something for your community? I think um, there's uh, one I'll say that is sort of the, the heart of what I want to bring to the table, and secondly, the nuts and bolts. So mm -hmm. uh, I'll start with the nuts and bolts. Our community is due to update their comprehensive master plan, and as a person of interest in urban planning and development in general, uh, you know, I started my master's in urban planning at some point, uh, and I'm just excited to potentially be involved in that and sort of see a vision for our community and bring bring ideas to the fore from anywhere and everywhere within our community about how we can build uh, a community that for for my for my children for the future. And so uh, that I'm very excited about mm -hmm. and something I'm really interested to learn more about. And that lends itself to sort of the, the heart that I want to bring uh, for my platform, which is just the transparency, partnering with our community members to, to sort of see what your problems are and figure out ways to communicate um, 
those solutions that we might find, or even if not solutions, the conversations that we're having at the um, local level on those very real problems um, and, and disseminating that information in a more transparent, accessible way that maybe uh, it's been done in the past. And and I will say that our township is pretty decent at it. We have a great website. They're, they're very good about publishing um, the, the meetings, and, and we have a really great professional staff from what it appears. And, say this without having actually worked in the building, uh, but uh, just increasing that type of community engagement, that's what I'm hoping to do uh, with the advent of all the tools that uh, we now have, you know, social media, whatever newsletter tools there are beyond just an email or um, beyond just going to the website. Um, that's what I'm looking forward to doing is just providing transparency in government and also bringing forth new ideas for building a more um, sustainable, long-term future, looking downstream. You know, it, again, this is a really cool place to be right now. And I mean right now in Montgomery County. Um, and I, people are listening, you can really look to our county. Because I was just involved in a um, climate uh, group with local officials this week. And that there's a lot of planning you can do that talks about some of these bigger issues that seem daunting. But then when you're on a local level, you're like, oh, I can do this. I can do that. So, you know, it, you can feel less helpless about some of the bigger problems when you're able to chip away at them at the local level. I agree. Absolutely. And I think that's that's something that um, is interesting to me, just to be able to be at the table, to have that conversation is would be an honor, right? Mm -hmm. To Just to be there and have that conversation and see it unfold and, and bring people's ideals to, ideas to life. I think it would just be an honor and interesting and fascinating. And, and like you said, less daunting. Um, I'm just excited about, about all of these conversations. And also, you know, appreciative that really the township that I live in anyways is fairly well run. The, the nuts and bolts of running the township are fairly solid. And not all communities have that luxury to be able to look downstream, to, to look around and see the writing on the wall about um, different trends and care for them. One thing I talk about with some folks here is that, uh, you know, we have a large elderly population. We have a large young family population, but maybe our parks aren't robust enough, and maybe our elderly uh, community members are feeling left out, maybe they don't have the amenities that they want. Um, at the same time, with 2020 and COVID and everything, I'm, I'm seeing people able to being able to work from home more, which means they might want more things to be able to walk to and, and access within their community. Um, people are, you know, we have to be competitive as a community with other communities because Realistically, economically, people are um, maybe first-time home buyers, but later in their life, but they're looking for a place to put roots down. So it's a very interesting convergence of many factors right now for communities like Springfield Township um, to to talk about what does the future lifestyle of a member of the community look like. Yeah, and it's sometimes, like I said before, politics is reactionary. It's a lot more fun to be forward-thinking than reactionary when it comes to governing. Oh. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> so um, you are a new candidate. You uh, have to talk to people, which obviously you're doing now. Um, for a lot of people who, you know, they're following politics, they think that politics is just whatever the president or maybe the Senate's doing. Um, what about your campaign or getting involved? Do you think you could maybe demystify for people that maybe it's not as daunting of a project as 
someone may think it is? Because it sounds very intimidating when, before you do it. I, I think so. And I will say I, I was stressed out about it. As soon as I realized I was doing this, like I said, I kind of had this moment from January 1 until the date that I uh, launched. I thought, ah, mm-hmm. I need to professional. I have to have my, you know, stuff together. And um, it was funny. It's a mixed bag. Some people said, well, no, you're fine. You're right on time. Um, you know, don't worry about it. Relax. And other people would say, well, what are you doing? Have you put a t- political committee together yet? And have you raised any money, you know, on day, on day seven? <laughs> you know? And so I will say to those who feel um, overwhelmed or think that it's somehow um, large untack- a project unable to be tackled, uh, I take it one day at a time, one week at a time, and realize that everyone is just trying to do the best they can with the time that they have. And so, for example, I you know, I took a day and I sketched out a calendar for the year of what I want to do. You know, the, the, the wish list, if mm-hmm. you will. It, in a dream world where I don't have two little kids who need all of this, but realize, recognizing what they need, um, what can I accomplish? What, what realistically can I do? How many events can I attend? Um, period. Let alone how many I actually need, right? I, I, I'm in this interesting situation where um, I don't actually have an opponent. Uh, I have the support of a lot of people here, and that's great. But I wanted to run it like... Um, like I do, because frankly, it might be one of those few chances in life to, to do it this way. Let's, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it, do it, and see see what it looks like. Um, but I sat down, I wrote down that calendar. I, I, I put a meeting on the calendar once a week with a small group of people uh, who were willing to help out. And I'm not talking about necessarily political professionals, just some friends who had some time to get together and we meet and we chit chat about, well, that would be a fun thing to do. Or have you heard about X, Y, and Z issues? Um, and we plan it like just like you would your family calendar, if you will, um, and with with a goal in mind that hey, we just need to get to this date. This is how much money we might need to make, and you know, just just like any type of family event, if you will. And so I think that takes away some of the the mystifying effects, if you will, and. Uh, but it doesn't take away the stress because I, I, I feel maybe it's that the, what we talked about with my dad in the background, make history. I feel like, oh, no, I'm not doing enough. But um, my friends keep saying, no, you, it looks like you're doing plenty. Just take it day by day, week by week. And I think that's that is probably how a lot of people are doing it. You're not sure. And the nature of politics, too, is that things come up and they, they life gets in the way. And uh right. And I wouldn't say even get in the way, but they change the course of things. For example, obviously and sadly, some of the issues around Asian American affairs uh, have really amplified in the past couple months. And by the nature of being an Asian American and in a position of leadership, I can't not speak to that. And that takes up time. Right. But it take away from that general course. And some of those events I thought I could have, I pushed back. Um, but no one's upset about it and people are interested and, and people ask questions sometimes on a middle of the night they'll send an email about this that or whatever you just respond uh you know when you can it's there's there's not a rigorous um answer to it <laughs> well and i think to what you said as unfortunate as it has been to see the rise in anti-asian hate um the ignorance from certain words that came from people throughout this pandemic 
that's really just disgusting. Um, if, if we don't have people like you in the political process, then the people speaking up are more people like me who are straight white males, 18 to 45, to quote Homer Simpson. And not that I don't want to be an ally, but we need to have your voices prominent, you know, the, the voices of all these communities highlighted instead of just the same people always in it, right? Like, we need that diversity to be successful, not just in Springfield, but as, you know, as a better society. Absolutely, and I don't discount the fact that uh, you need people like yourself as well speaking up, and that's that's not discounted at all. And nor, nor is my existence as a diverse, uh, uh, I want to say character, as, as an individual with a diverse perspective, uh, all of me either, right? And I think that is the human side of politics is that you want to look up look look up and and see the people who are making decisions on your behalf or, or sometimes not making decisions just having conversations about your community look like your community uh, in some way and so you're right I, I, I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to offer that uh, as someone with a different perspective but I don't discount, of course, your own perspective and how it, it really takes a village of perspectives to, to make everything work. Well, and that's very kind of you. You are far too kind. But I think, um, you know, there's a lot of people like me and we need we need as many people like who are who we need as much diversity as possible because that makes the world better. Um, with these, it, it makes the decisions more credible when it's when we have more of the community participate. I agree, and I think it, it also is important that people of diverse backgrounds recognize that they're welcome at this mm -hmm. table, that they are valued and important, whether by individuals already at the table or, or also just maybe conversations like this, like, hey, are you an Asian American woman and you felt like you weren't welcome someplace? You know what? You can forge that path and get there and make yourself a place at the table and you will be welcomed. And there are people out there doing that. It's not a, it's not unheard of. And especially now, maybe you know, much harder years ago, um, this is the time to do it. There's opportunity out there if you're looking for it. And uh, it's time to, to, to have a seat at the table, whatever your perspective is, whatever it is that makes you who you are, your perspective is valued and important. Well, and that's a good reason why someone should consider running for office, especially local office, to represent your community. Um, so with, with that in mind, Susie, would you recommend people from your experience make the dive, make the leap, and, and maybe consider running, maybe not in Springfield this year? Um, as a write-in campaign, but like maybe in the future elections and wherever they live. Absolutely. I think it's important in the democratic process that you see people engage. It's going to just create a snowball if you're out there and, and just showing up. And even if you're not running for office, maybe you're not sure. Maybe it's not within your personality or interest or, frankly, time and resources. Uh, you know, go to a couple meetings and, and listen in and provide perspective that way because I think that's just as important. What I found interesting right now is uh, as I speak to people, people will say things like, I don't even know what a commissioner does uh, uh, and who's my commissioner and, and how do they have an opponent? These sort of questions um, that just show that they weren't paying attention, not because they didn't want to, people who are interested in their community and community members, just because you just run out of time and taking an extra five minutes out of your day to keep 
to pay attention to these things. Uh, it doesn't hurt, and and if you feel inspired, even the smallest bit to do it, it's worth trying, and it's worth being a part of the democratic process, and just knowing that um, you have a chance to make a difference and be seen and heard. This is one way to do it, and it's not a crazy difficult way to do it either. You know, it's, it's something you can do with your friends once a week, get together, talking about when you're going to do a food truck event. <laughs> and that's literally how it is sometimes. That's literally what I've been doing. And, it, and it's been fun. It's been wonderful. Terrific. Now, with that in mind, Susie, if people want to learn more about um, you, learn about your campaign, or just learn about Springfield, do you have a place where people can go and learn more and connect and, and follow what you're doing? I do. You can find me uh, online on my website, which is www.susannarasavong.com. Uh, but if that's too long for you, you can also find me on uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, though I'm not on that as much, everywhere at at vote, the number four, Susie, S-U-S-I-E. And you can even get to my website that way through a uh, bit.ly link. Uh, so I'm all over the place. I hope you'll share uh, my links with those who are interested. Um, I really want to be accessible. Truly, if you just need to reach out to me, you can even email me, springfieldsusie at gmail.com. Easy peasy. It's, it's so fortunate that you have gotten to 2021 and still the at vote for Susie was available. There's so many other Susies in this country. I'm very happy you got it. <laughs> I really was wondering that. No way. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I really encourage everyone to follow uh, Susie. I think you'll be really happy to see what she's doing. And uh, these local elections are really important. And they're only won by the people who run. So, Susie, thank you for running. And um, I hope if you're listening, people will consider running for office, too. I hope so, too. Thanks, Tony. I appreciate all this time in the forum gave you today. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walking blues, climb the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are going to be friends. against the wall.